Hey friends, C-Note here. I just want to let you know that Dopamine is a platform dedicated to personal empowerment and personal growth. That means that your growth is your responsibility. So we, while we here are trying to give advice-driven content, it is up to you to decide whether or not this advice fits you and your life. That means that Dopamine is not responsible for the outcomes or lack thereof when it comes to the implementations of these ideas. So if you're experiencing a serious need for help and support, particularly in the areas of mental health, please call the mental health hotline and search out your medical professionals for anything serious. Hello there, C-Note here, and welcome back to Dopamine. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, and today I want to talk a little bit about human design, specifically what's helpful about human design. Human design is a system, it's a personality system that uh, was created, I can't remember his name, but he's... If you look it up on uh, mybodygraph.org, uh, you've got the history of everything that's involved there. Um, and while I know that might be disconcerting to start out with not having all of the specific details, I'm not worried about the details here. You can go search for that and go find out those details. What I want to provide you with is a a reason for you to look into it, to experiment with it. Because essentially this personality system is something that's a combination of astrology, chakras, um, personality systems like Myers-Briggs in a sense, not literally a combination of those things, but uh, there is some elements of that, uh, particularly the chakras and the astrology element. But if you think about the Enneagram, there's a little bit of Enneagram in there as well in terms of its relationship to chakras and these personality centers. So even when you think about something like astrology, astrology is something that's the easiest to dismiss as quote unquote, not real. And I'm not advocating it for whether or not it's real. I'm not really worried about that. Uh, the idea of personalities in general, the idea that uh, someone could be more fiery and emotional, or someone could be more uh, emotionally malleable, or someone could be balance and justice focused, you know, those things, you probably know someone that fits into some of those criterias. So astrology in terms of its personality descriptions, I don't think is incorrect or inaccurate or not real, whether or not that's tied to the stars and the symbology and all of that stuff. That's a different story and not really what I'm talking about here. It's kind of the same with chakras. And I've done an episode on chakras and how that's actually been helpful for me as a prompt for my own personal spiritual journey to understand my relationship to different aspects of my life, different aspects of my, my own personal centers. And in a lot of ways, these systems, these ways of understanding, these more psycho-spiritual elements are prompts and very similar to human design. Human design is an experiment. It's something to play with uh, as opposed to something to report as a, as a doctrine, right? And any personality system can be converted into a doctrine if you're trying too hard to use it that way. So what I'm basically offering to you in terms of human design is that it's an idea to approach in terms of, yeah, looking at it as an experiment. Uh, you know, you go into my body graph, and it's basically assessing your personality based on 
the placement of neutrinos uh, during your time of birth and where that landed on earth and, and those relationships to different elements of your personality. There are a few main types. There's the reflector, the generator, the manifester, um, and, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the projector. I think those are the four main types. If I'm missing one, I apologize. There's also a manifester generator kind of subtype, um, and I'm not going to go into the descriptions necessarily of all of those types. This is not an overview. This is not necessarily an explainer so much as this is what's helpful about it and what can stoke your curiosity about it, <clears throat> essentially, right? So as I went through it, and uh, Molly introduced me to it a few months ago, and it was really something that um, it felt like the beginning of a transition for me. It felt like something that uh, I really started to listen to in terms of... Um, I went into it skeptical is really where I'm trying to go with this. I went into a skeptical in terms of, um, it just felt like another astrology. It's really hard to wrap your head around it. It's pretty complex in terms of the, the graph itself. It's very overwhelming looking. Uh, there is a lot to sort of take in and, and, uh, understand, but like any personality system, it's something that's meant to be a prompt. You know, I always use tarot cards as the reference point of like, this is a prompt to ask yourself if this is true. Ask yourself if this is a part of your experience. Ask yourself if this is a direction that you've experienced and you know, could you use this to go forward in your experience? Um, <clears throat> and I think that's valuable to think about and consider in your life. So whether or not you fall into one of these four types is not necessarily relevant, but listen to the descriptions. See if that's something that clicks with you. Um, and see if that's something that's helpful. So one of the things that's really helpful for me and what I think is helpful about human design in general, and I apologize for the bird sounds, they just showed up as I started recording, as life around me just started to like wake up. There's cars going by. It's just, it happens. So I apologize for the noise. I'm doing my best. I'm going to close my window. <clears throat> Maybe that'll help, but there's a there's a nest literally right next to my window. <laughs> so I apologize uh, for that. Um, if you can see through that or hear through that, I, I appreciate you. <clears throat> so what's helpful about human design is one is that it can show you your vulnerability to being programmed and the uh, to the programming that we experience in life. You know, we kind of grow up in whatever environment we grow up in, uh, whatever time period. And you're in this time period with me. Uh, and your surroundings, your country, your your upbringing, your traditions, your culture will kind of define the ways in which you've been programmed. And that's not to say that we need to deprogram. You know, there's a lot of things that we can deprogram. and uh, But there are things that have actually been helpful to our survival. So it's not necessarily about demonizing the idea of being programmed, but thinking about being programmed as uh, what are we vulnerable to in terms of being programmed continuously? You know, there are things that we're intentionally programmed to be and uh, things that our psycho spiritual situation already programs us to be. Uh, but this is a way of identifying <clears throat> with what's called the open centers. So when you do take your body graph, uh, it's not even a test. It's just you put in your information, you put in your birth date and time. If you know your time of date, that's going to be much more accurate. And the open centers are the most interesting parts because the open centers really show where you're most malleable. So for me, I've got uh, 
if I'm remembering correctly, I've got the uh, head center open, heart center, and the um, solar plexus open. And that means I'm I'm particularly vulnerable to um, other people's ideas, thoughts, and perspectives. Um, uh, an idea of proving myself or and with the heart center or, or trying to gain love or the uh, solar plexus in terms of um, being uh, emotionally manipulatable in a sense. And um, those three centers, when you click on the open centers, whatever it shows up to be on your situation, it gives you questions. And um, <clears throat> these questions to ask yourself are also very helpful when it comes to human design, I think. These questions allow you to kind of give you a prompt when things are not going very well and ask yourself these three questions or whatever questions come up. For me, it's three questions, and I've talked about it in previous podcasts. The head question is, am I answering other people's questions? The heart center is, do I have something to prove? And then the uh, the solar plexus is, um, am I avoiding confrontation or truth? And those are definitely moments and, and elements that are occurring in my life when I'm experiencing high stress. And, um, you know, you can relate them to Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or anything like that to get some more fidelity out of them. But looking at them at face value for what that's presenting you, uh, to me, that's just kind of an interesting question to ask myself in those moments. It's not about being a believer. It's not about trusting the system. It's just about experimenting with it. And I appreciate that because the creator talks about uh, the, uh, I think his name's raw, something of the effect like that. Um, the creator of this encourages experimentation, basically avoiding it, <clears throat> avoiding talking about it. Like it's a religion. And while it's not, um, once you get into the weeds and get into like the, the articles and the expressions and stuff and the other expressions that people have talked about, it's not, it's not as, um, ruminatable. It's not as as robust as something like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram in terms of being able to talk about it forever and ever. It's actually it's actually like there's like a period at the end of the sentence. You know, there's like this is the thing, now go experiment with it. Like the second part is on to up to you. And I think that's another helpful element is that it's presented as an experiment. It's presented as something for you to experiment with, which I think is something that the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs can kind of lack in terms of the way it's presented, is that um, some people treat it as if it's a religion. Some people treat it as if it's like uh, some eugenics thing that's going to be uh, exposing or hurting people. Um, the, there's the recent Persona documentary on HBO. I haven't watched it yet, but as far as I've seen and heard about it, it's it's very much trying to take the idea of Myers-Briggs and rip it apart as if it's a religion to be ripped apart. Um, and that's not the case. It's ignoring a lot of realities of, of what that experience brings. And the reality of these personality systems, including human design, Enneagram, uh, even astrology and chakras and stuff like that, is that these are all prompts. And when you get into a space of trying to believe it in terms of a story, that's uh, that's when it gets to be a fixation. That's when it gets to become unhealthy. There was one person that I met uh, at a um, like a, a birthday dinner a few years ago that we started talking about personality and astrology, and she asked me the question like, "Why do you believe in Myers Briggs and not astrology?" And I'm like, "I don't believe in Myers Briggs. I don't believe in personality systems." I just see 
uh, the ways that people are behaving and kind of connect the dots. And it doesn't mean that it's the right way to be. It's not the system. It's not the thing. It's not the doctrine. It's not the answer to the universe. It's just one way of navigating the world. It's one of many maps. And human design is one of many maps for you to understand yourself and how to navigate your circumstances. So when I say that it's an experiment and that there are these questions that can prompt you, that's a way of almost looking at, you know, pulling your compass out of your your pocket or pulling your phone out of your pocket and looking at the GPS and saying like, okay, yeah, I am going in the right direction or no, I took a wrong turn and I need to go the other direction, right? So all of that to say is that <clears throat> These personalities, in terms of the descriptions, in terms of the questions, uh, they can give you prompts to let you be aware of whether or not um, you're you're going in the right direction, and even give you new things to consider. That was one of the biggest things for me with human design is that uh, I'm a generator in the in the human design system. So, <clears throat> what that essentially means, in sort of a, a more of a woo woo sense of of the word is that uh, I, I have a solar plexus focused, or no, sacral chakra focused, which is like above the pelvis, focused energy. And that energy is an intensity. And it's it actually really connects to me being a sexual one in the Enneagram. It's an intensity. It's a body intensity. And it's also attracting energy around me. It's attracting ideas. It's attracting um, all sorts of conversation around different ideas and kind of kind of getting different ideas to like grab at and experiment with as I go through life. What that means is that conversely trying so hard to make things happen is kind of antithetical to me getting anything meaningful done. Meaning I need to trust my body instinct. I need to trust my reaction or my response to things. The idea of, um, I forget what they call it, but there's this main idea for each type that I haven't looked at human design a little bit, so I apologize for not having the specifics, but I want to encourage you to go read into it. Um, there's there's an element of of human design where it's like um, it's the equivalent of the Enneagram virtue. It's like you know the the practice, the thing to do. And uh, for the generator, it's waiting to respond. And I've never thought about that. Just waiting to respond. Waiting can be hard. We don't wait a lot. <laughs> you know, a lot of us are are go forward, go do things. You know, especially in American culture, it, the idea is for you to just go create your own life, go go find the American dream, the pursuit of happiness. It's always action. It's always movement. But the idea of waiting to respond is uh, essentially. Not the idea of literally sitting around and waiting and quote unquote being lazy, but if you're choosing to, you're you're not forcing innovation to happen within yourself. You're not forcing um, a, a certain type of action. You know, if you've got a path, if you've got work to do, if you've got stuff happening, go do those things. And the inspiration for the bigger ideas or the next idea is going to come to you as a result of doing that work or the result of of just hanging out and being present and being a person, and then you'll kind of get hit with it. And that's basically what's happened to me in my life um, up to this point is, um, you know, all of my my best ideas have been something that has just like hit me and then I just do it. And that's the result of this podcast is like, I had no plan of 
recording this podcast today, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, human design is helpful and I think I should talk about it. And it just kind of hit me to do it. And then I responded and now I'm doing it. So hopefully this is helpful to you. But I encourage you to go look for yours because there is other there are other types that uh, Molly, for example, is a projector and projector is someone that it waits to respond. You almost think of it like a vampire, like you can't go in until someone invites you in. And if you try to intrude or you try to tell people what to do, it doesn't go very well. And but th- it also means that she's collecting all sorts of guidance and information and sharing some of that publicly. And then people invite her into private spaces. And it's been really going well for her. She's been invited to do her doodle jam events and have talks uh, online with different places who are people are DMing her and asking her to be involved. And if she's trying too hard to force it, like uh, emailing people or trying to just like make it happen too aggressively, things don't go well for her in that way. And that's just like the most fascinating thing in my mind to see how that's working. And that's because she was willing to experiment with it. And I've been willing to experiment with it and it's working. I'm not, again, treating it like a doctrine or treating it like it's some sort of thing to preach. Um, But I do think it's really interesting to take some of these ideas and experiment with them. So lastly, uh, you know, it can encourage you to either lean in or slow down very similar to what I just said about um, the the ideas of, of waiting to respond or waiting to be invited. There's the other side of it too, is that there are people who are going to put, put out more or better work by leaning into that ego fixation of wanting to be something, wanting to be legendary or wanting to uh, put their mark on the world or wanting to express themselves uh wholeheartedly. You know, there are, there are types that, um, the manifester in particular, you know, it's in the word, it's in the name manifester. It's like, you're the person that makes things happen. And, um, and that thing that happens is usually a result of something that you want to make happen. And, uh, leaning into that is actually helpful. And, and again, experiment with it, but typically has been helpful for manifestors who are, um, who have that potential. And the manifestor generator is the type that has a little bit of manifesting potential, but typically still does the same thing of like waiting to respond. Um, so I don't know much about some of the other types. Reflector, again, I'm fairly novice at this system, um, but I want to, I basically want to encourage you to look at it and experiment with it because I know it can be very overwhelming if you just go into it cold, uh, especially when you look at the first graph. And I know as an INTP, you know, it's easy to be um, speculative. Uh, You know, I grew up atheist. I don't have anything that I believe in, in terms of a religion. Um, and, And remaining open in that sense, I think is valuable for your personal growth. And even if you are a religious person, this is not something that's trying to covet that. This is not something that's trying to replace your religion. Uh, chakras are not the same thing. You know, astrology is the same, like the same idea. Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, these are things that coincide with a lot of, you know, positive religious teachings. And if you are a religious person, this is not something that's going to detract from that. If anything, this is probably going to add to that experience and add to your individual growth and experience as a person. So that's essentially it. You know, some elements of what's helpful about human design, or at least what I got out of it so far. Um, I'm sure there'll be more that I will experiment with in the future, but that's the main idea is that to experiment with this. 
the creator of, on their website on the mybatograph.org, they have um, some things you can pay for, some um, some some longer teachings and stuff. And I, I recommend at least listening to some, a couple of the free ones that are available. Um, I haven't listened to the paid ones, but I might go back into it because I think it's kind of interesting and uh, worth talking about. Um, basically, the idea of how he created it was that he, you know, did like an eight-day-long meditation, and it just kind of appeared to him, uh, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> if you're okay with that idea of of this being a psycho-spiritual uh, element, that's totally fine, uh, and go for it. And you know, try not to take it too too seriously. It's kind of like if you think about the spectrum of 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 these ideas. You know, Myers Briggs is a little bit more uh, grounded in psychology and um, experiential knowledge. Uh, the Enneagram is that plus sort of a spiritual psycho spiritual element, uh, including emotional components and body components. And then you've got human design, which is a little bit more on the woo-woo psycho-spiritual side, more on the spiritual side, more if you're you're down with like astrology or at least open to it um, and uh, accepting of it. I think you can get a lot out of human design um, from going in that route. But the last kind of warning is that, you know, to be careful of spiritual bypassing through the seeking of these um, these spiritual things, you know, like astrology and stuff like that, you know, claiming to know everything as a result of one system. No one can claim to know anything around astrology or Myers-Briggs or, or any of that stuff. And, you know, that's a trap that I, my, myself, my, myself, I, myself have fallen into in the past as well. So just be careful of that. And I'll probably do another podcast about spiritual bypassing in the future. But for now, uh, I appreciate you. Hopefully this has been helpful. If you are an INTP and you want to check out some of our programs, go to dopamine.life. We've got a new website in the works with uh, a new framework around the um, uh, courses and stuff like that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, you've, we've got more podcast episodes, articles, and all that fun stuff over at dopamine.life, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E dot life. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, that's at Let's Go C-Note on all the social channels. Um, that's it. So I'm going to go back to work and uh, I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Just a quick reminder that we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. If you see the courses and it's not something you need, or if there are, uh, you don't need a profiling session or anything like that, but you would still love to financially support the show, it would really help to keep the show going. Uh, I would have to do less freelance work and I can concentrate on doing more episodes of this show, creating more interesting programs and ways to support you as a human being that needs mental health support like anyone else. So with that, patreon.com slash dopamine, go check it out. This has been a C-Note Media Production.